0: This is Joy and this is Claire. This is episode 268. This episode is sponsored by Unplugged Essentials. Is everyone bathing out there? Is everyone just taking baths with unplugged? I swear by this product, and I'm not trying to be an infomercial, but I swear I sleep so well every time I use it, like just pass out. And I don't know what it is. It's a miracle. I (laughs) am so jealous. (laughs) How are you sleeping,
1: Claire? Oh, just in my side. (laughs) So, as a note. Uh, This is not recommended for pregnant women, which if you missed my Instagram announcement, now you know it. CBD has shown so many studies to be really beneficial for stress, anxiety, anti-inflammatory. This company is the only company making bath soaks out of a water-soluble CBD powder. And it's an Epsom bath an Epsom salt base. So if you already are using Epsom salts in your bath, or if you love them, it has a lot of those similar properties that are already very relaxing to your muscles. Add the CBD powder in there and you are just like going to die. So you can do it's a so foot
0: bath. No, what you can't do a foot bath.
1: I can do, I uh, know I can't nothing. have like the CBD pregnancy not a, thing is not, not so much.
0: No research no. there yet. Not nothing there. But
1: what I'm saying is for everyone else out there,
0: it's just got so many benefits. It really does. And I, uh, I think a lot of people are starting to kind of just get intrigued by CBD and it's in everything in Venice, California. Oh my gosh, it was in everything. <laughs> I'm sure it is in other cities, but I just laugh at that because when we were in Venice, it was just in every single drink we we had or product or coffee. Mm-hmm. So if
1: you are curious about it, but you're not quite ready to take the leap and ingest it, try it in, yeah. the, in the bath soaks. So go to unpluggedfloatessentials.com. Use code GGW. That will get you a discount off your order. Give it a shot. There are three or four different levels and we love all of them so try them all out
0: yeah you really can't go wrong you can't go wrong they're all great they
1: all have like different varying things in them Um, and they're all named after different chess pieces because the thought behind it is like to be very mindful
0: and very like chess is for smart people so you'll be really smart if you take these baths (laughs) it's science guys Mm -hmm.
1: this is science Well, so thank you for
0: supporting the podcast thank you so much um, so we are going to talk about Claire's big news because we can't just gloss over that. We
1: really can't. So I'm growing another human.
0: Start at, at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> no,
1: two people love each other very much. <laughs> the birds um, and the bees. Yes. So I'm growing another human. Um, I am about 16 weeks along. Uh, I am already a lot bigger than I was with miles at 16 weeks, which barely you is normal. You just posted
0: a picture on your personal Insta where you're like it. Like, it does. just shows right away.
1: You show right away. And the reason is that like your uterus. Your body's like, we remember this. Well, your uterus just like doesn't have to stretch as much because it's back to, it's already stretchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this, so really excited. I found out I was pregnant on the Iceland trip, which was crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I totally remember. I love, I love when Claire announces her pregnancies to me because I'm always like in the least expecting moment of my yeah. life. I'm like. So Joy, like, just thing. brushed her
1: teeth. And <laughs> I, like, walked out of the bathroom and I just, just showed her the and test. And I was like,
0: I had, like, to think I had a toothbrush yeah. in my mouth. And I was like, <laughs> and
1: she And you just kind of were like, okay. <laughs> you really, you took it well. This and, like, is happening. Scott and Brandon had already left for breakfast. Gone, and I was yeah. like, all right, okay, we're okay. doing this. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. And, yeah, so I have been really sick this whole time. Yeah, you've been so sick. Pretty much 24-7. Like, so now. sick. Ever since we got back from Iceland. Thankfully, I wasn't sick on the trip. It didn't start that early. But starting, like, right when we got back, I've just been miserable the whole yeah. time. I had to go to the ER once because I was so sick.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, fun fact, right after our yes. podcast interview with Margo oh, Alvarez. Oh, my
0: God. Can we tell that story really quick?
1: Yeah. Like, so, we were
0: in just, like, the throes we of our life. Distress. We were
1: in distress. So we, get on, we got on the interview with Margo Ugh. And... I mean, Margot is wonderful, She's and so we had already rescheduled with her once, and we were like, we just got to get this done. Yeah. And Joy was in Arizona; she had been at a funeral like two hours before this yeah. this interview happened. I was literally getting up from the interview in the middle of it to go throw, to go up, throw up and come back. Yeah. Like Claire's without like, Margo I knowing. just
0: may have to like push pause. I'm like, that's fine. You yeah. mute yourself and go.
1: And and we just got it done with the interview with Margot. We were like. I feel like this is a milestone in our yeah. podcast life i was just like, like this is
0: a milestone of our commitment to this podcast get and like just make it happen and then
1: i went to the er yeah <laughs> and got fluids
0: you legit were like yeah okay as I'm soon gone, as you we were done yeah. i got
1: up and left for
0: the emergency oh my God.
1: um so it's been a pretty rough pregnancy we did find out we're having a girl which is very exciting oh, and so um, we have a name picked out which mm-hmm. i'll probably share eventually but secrets yeah tell a couple more people Reg- in person first
0: regina Reg- Reg- george just just say it yeah, yeah.
1: it's regina george Regina George Cook, uh, it really just has a nice ring to it. Yeah, so. Well, hi, Mrs. George. I. That's about it. No, you don't really that's know that's else that's
0: to say. Okay, so let us back up and talk about your journey because a lot yeah. of people have been like. Totally. Okay, we. I know guess you've that's gone about through, it for yeah, this pregnancy for this so, piece so far. Piece so far. So I'm due yes.
1: early to mid February. I'm trying not to like focus on a specific due date because with Miles, I was a week late and it was like the most awful week. Of, it was like the yeah. longest week of my life. Yeah. So I'm just telling myself like mid-February. Yeah. So there's been a lot that went into this. So I've had three miscarriages in the past year and a half. The first one was in 2017, like what, February 2017. And Mm -hmm. then I had one February 2018 and then another one April 2018. And we talked a little bit about the February 2018 one, or excuse me, 2017 one on our podcast with Lindsay Matthews. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was a very unexpected pregnancy. I miscarried at about six weeks exactly. And I just thought, you know what? Like, I was under a ton of stress at the time. It probably was like the most stressful week of my life that had led up to me finding out that I was pregnant. So I thought that I was just late because I was so, so, so stressed. Right. And so when I miscarried, I just thought like, okay, well, clearly that was just because I was like under a ton of stress. It just like wasn't meant to be. I didn't really think about it. It kind of felt like, okay, this was the way this is meant to go. Mm -hmm. So we weren't, like, didn't keep trying for the rest, you know, that we weren't trying at that point. It was kind of a a fluke. And so at the beginning of this year, we thought, okay, we're going to start trying for number two. And I got pregnant right away, which I do not take for granted at all. And I think one thing when people ask me, like, hey, you know, what have you done on this fertility kind of experience? The, The first thing I'm always quick to say is, like, I have... My ovaries are a Swiss watch. I have never missed a period in my life. Like I
0: just right on ticking. started
1: ovulating six weeks after I had miles. Like I finished like,
0: like this, so to the T on target.
1: Like basically
0: you get a A after you, schedule.
1: yeah. After you have a baby, you bleed for like six weeks ish.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: then some people can take like a year or more to get their normal cycle back. I finished like bleeding after the birth and that was like the first day of my next cycle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your body's like,
1: okay. Yeah. My body was like, great. Let's get this back on the road. Yeah. And at the time that was very annoying. (laughs) Um, but I don't take for granted anymore that my cycle is like ridiculously regular. Mm -hmm. So the beginning of this year we started trying again, got pregnant right away. And once again, right at six weeks I started bleeding and I was just really kind of like dumbfounded like okay well this is exactly what happened the last time and I had heard that you know it's common to have a miscarriage um or it's more common to have a miscarriage at like in between like after you start trying for a second Mm -hmm. but I was like I already had one last year like that can't be what this is but I just kind of again was like well I just didn't really know what to think about it because I was being told left and right, like this is normal, this is common, you know, it's only two in the course of a year, like that's not really a pattern because they are so far apart and just was hearing like a lot of, basically my practitioner and a lot of the other people around me were basically saying like, hey, this is no big deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was like, okay, I guess it's no big deal. Get pregnant again two months later. Once again, right at six weeks, same exact thing. So after I had my first miscarriage of this year, my second miscarriage, I kind of, the thing I kind of kept saying to people and the the way that I felt was like, whatever happens next is going to sort of inform how I really feel about this one. Right. Because if it's like, I get pregnant right away again, everything's fine, then this will sort of feel like a blip on the radar.
0: Right.
1: If it's like, I have another miscarriage or I can't get pregnant again. That's going to make this one feel a lot more like
0: significant. Exactly.
1: So I had another one right away. And at that point, everything just kind of felt like not, you know, like, while I had had been sort of going along just like, this is no big deal. This happens. And then I had a third one and all of a sudden everything felt like it crashed down. It was like, oh my gosh. So I did an Instagram post, I think in between my second and third one. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I had a third one and I just felt like I finally, first of all, oddly, I was finally being taken seriously by my practitioner who was like, okay, well, now that you've had three, you qualify as like having experienced recurrent, quote unquote, recurrent miscarriage, Mm -hmm. which it's ridiculous that they make women go through this three times before they will like refer you to a a like reproductive geneticist or reproductive endocrinologist or whatever.
0: Yeah. Like you haven't suffered enough, so right? Because just even make like sure
1: the first time is can be super traumatic, and yet you're just told like, "Well, there's nothing we can do. Go home." It's like, "Okay,
0: mm-hmm. great."
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So after the third
0: time, I'd be curious to talk to a practitioner. Yeah, who specializes in it. just to. I mean, because I don't want to. Kind of talk crap about it i just thought about that i'm going i'm sure there's reasons but it's just it is well, hard like, um, to be the, a woman in that position it's still and, not and easy and i think
1: the reason is that miscarriages are really common and the vast majority of the time they don't have a specific reason like there is a biological reason that you miscarry but you'll never know what it is and a lot of the time it's just like a freak thing where like the there was something a little bit off of the eggs something a little bit off of the sperm like just something a little bit off of your hormones something about the situation was not ideal for no no reason
0: really and so your body figured that out and just but I feel like on some level you still want as a woman, you still want to know why. You totally like want to know why. You don't want to... I wouldn't want to hear the answer like, well, this is just common. No, I totally... I, be, I would be, be That's like, the
1: worst part, I would say. Is no, that
0: I want to know more details. Completely. Like it's, it's a loss and you want to know what happened with completely. the loss. Like, you don't treat it as just like this some obscure thing. Right, just like
1: some like, oh, you stubbed no, your toe. Right. And I completely agree with you and that, I think, is what is the most frustrating thing about it is that you want answers so bad. Like, you almost want somebody to point at you and be like, oh, well, you gotten a plane on the 17th day of your cycle. Everyone knows right. when you do like, that. Yeah. You know, if they get point to something like that, they'd be like, oh right. my gosh, you drank lemonade or whatever. And you would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. But at least now I know to not do it again.
0: Right. And there's the, nothing you there's can do to prevent do. it and yeah, And that's the thing that's crazy.
1: It's because like you want it so bad and there's nothing you can do to get get it there's nothing you can do to speed up the process that's the, also the waiting is horrible because you have to just like wait for your cycle to like figure it out nope. and do its thing yeah so you're just sitting there like every single day like peeing on mm-hmm. sticks like mm-hmm. am i ovulating am i have it how about now how about mm-hmm. now okay well don't you just want to like pregnant? crack
0: your body open and like see what's yes. going on
1: Be like hello yeah hello in there hello so yeah that's definitely the worst part or for me it was and so and the third time I finally went in and they finally were like okay well you know we'll do some blood work and we'll re- we'll refer you to this reproductive specialist and but she was like but even still just so you know it's unlikely that we'll ever find anything but you know it's pretty likely that eventually you will have another full term pregnancy and you'll be fine and especially since I had already had one this is called this is known as like secondary infertility they were able to rule out some things right away like some people have a hard time carrying, like getting pregnant or staying pregnant because they have like a, their uterus has like a abnormal shape or something. And we kind of knew that that wasn't the case because I'd already carried a full term baby. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, this is probably something hormonal or chromosomal or who knows what. So they put me on progesterone, which apparently is just like what they do. They never even tested my progesterone. They just put me on it. And so I was po- told to start taking that like with your next cycle. And then they were like, great, just go home. And you know, here's the number for a reproductive specialist. And I got home from that visit and I just thought like, this can't be all that there is. Like there has to be something else I can do. And I think for me, like that's just how I had to process it was like, I had now gone through this three times and I wasn't going to just like, clearly now there was a pattern, clearly now something was going on. And I couldn't just sort of say well this sort this happens Mm -hmm. so i immediately got online made an appointment like that same day with a a chiropractor and an acupuncturist that specialized in like fertility things which if you live in any major near any major urban area or even just like near any sort of crunchy i mean like we're lucky because we have boulder
0: right you're like in the middle of it (laughs) right
1: but like chances are very good that there is a naturopath or eastern medicine practitioner near you that specializes in fertility and hormones because it's one of the most common things that like people seek alternative remedies for Mm -hmm. so i made an appointment for like the next day with both of these both a chiropractor and an um acupuncturist kind of chinese herbal remedy Mm -hmm. naturopath and also made an appointment with the reproductive specialist and so pretty much just right away at least felt like, okay, at least I'm, at least I feel like I'm doing everything I can. Mm -hmm. And so the next day I went to the acupuncturist naturopath and it just was such a breath of fresh air because she sat me down and was like, I know that this is common. You know, we all know that this happens, but that doesn't mean it's normal. And that doesn't mean there's nothing we can do. Like, we don't know whether or not this will work, but here's what we can try. And that was enough for me to just feel like this huge weight lift off my shoulders. Like to have somebody say to me like, we don't know that this we may not we may never know what's going on like what caused this we may not be able to fix it but here are the things we can at least try
0: right here's within our grasp and within our power of things that we can do here's some options yeah
1: here's some things that you can
0: try yeah
1: and at least that you feel like okay like there's and,
0: hope and honestly in that moment to give you something to focus on other than I am helpless is totally huge and that probably it didn't completely erase your fears or erase your anxiety around it but it was like something else you could put your energy totally towards. instead of just like I'm Having just a ticking clock I just have to wait I just yeah. have to keep peeing I just have to keep checking like right. something like that I don't care who you are if you have something energy wise to like put your focus on that shifts and it away from that anxiety. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge thing for you. Yeah.
1: And just to have somebody who had like seen other women go through this, yeah. say like, there's things we can try. And I think that's the difference because like with Western medicine, you'll, pro- you know, I think rarely will you hear a doctor say like, well, here are a couple of things that we can try, but they probably won't work. Right. You know, and with other types of practitioners, I think they're more open to saying like, well, here are like a couple of options. You'll know, we'll kind of see how it goes. And And especially when it comes to miscarriage, I think that, or at least I've encountered an attitude within more traditional medicine and Western medicine that is very much like if a problem doesn't show up on a test, then there's nothing we can treat you for. Mm -hmm. Versus going to like a naturopath or somebody else who says like, well, here are some of the things that we, like for example, the first thing she brought up was like an MTHFR mutation. And she was like, your doctor is probably not going to want to test you for this. But there's no harm in acting like you might have this. Right. So let's go ahead and put you on these supplements, which included um, being on a prenatal that had methylated iron instead of folic acid and um, being on an additional women's multivitamin that also had methylated iron and also B5, I want to say. And what MTHFR is, and I am like, my understanding of this is like so reventory yeah but basically it's a um a variation in your gene that makes it difficult for your body to methylate iron or to to like basically take up iron great
0: yeah and so it (laughs) can cause like i'm like i totally understand
1: long story short yeah if you take folic acid it your body can't use
0: it Okay. And
1: so, especially in... You mean if
0: you take it in a supplement? If you take it in a supplement. Okay.
1: Because folic acid is the synthetic version of folate, which is like what you get through broccoli and stuff like that. Okay. But most prenatals are chock full of folic acid because folic acid, women taking folic acid supplements has been shown to help reduce spina bifida and other birth defects. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you have an MTHFR mutation, then taking them can actually be detrimental and can cause like blood clotting and a bunch of other stuff and can sometimes lead to miscarriages. So she was like, let's immediately just treat you as if you have this by getting, putting you on a methylated, you know, supplements that have methylated iron instead of folic acid. There are a lot of other things you can do to treat MTHFR. Those were the two things that we focused on because they were, like, the two kind of most straightforward. If you truly do have that mutation and have had it tested, there's a million other lifestyle things that you have to focus on. Right. But she's just starting with the <laughs> basics. She was like, let's just start with the basics.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And then she was like, we'll have you in here every week. We're going to hear, the, like, the acupuncture things we're going to do. And then my chiropractor, very similarly, was like, we, you know, like, m- this is probably like an ovary hormone imbalance. Like here's are some things, I was put on a supplement called Ovex, which is like supposed to help with your estrogen and progesterone
0: balance. And these are all things that she's experienced and seen probably time after time after Completely. time. Completely. Yeah.
1: And once yeah. again, it was just like, and then it was like, I got put on um a really like high dose fish oil and then I was already taking my fermented cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. And because it was like- How your, do you take that again? It's but, a capsule.
0: Okay. Yeah. I just thought of the Iceland when we like took shots of it. I take it in capsules. Woo! Yeah, no. Do you burp it up? It's not that burpy. Really? Uh Uh-uh. I still... Okay. Side note. If anyone out there has a good... First of all, I'm just not like 100% convinced I need to take a fish oil supplement, Mm -hmm. so I don't. But... It just feels good. You feel like super healthy taking yeah. it. But I can't because it's so burpy. So I've yet the, to find one.
1: So one of the ones I was taking that my chiropractor put me on is called Monopure. Okay. And I don't know that it's actually fish oil derived, but it is like DHA and EPA or whatever you need. And I feel like there's so
0: much... Bullshit out there in supplements. Yeah,
1: so this one was a really good one, and it did not make me burpy at all. Okay, so I recommend looking into it. Okay, if
0: you're great. I don't know if I 100 need one, but I'm sure yeah. like it's so, good for everyone. Like completely. I want, you know, who I want to weigh in is Laura Lagos, our friend. Laura, okay. will you just message me and tell oil? me do we need fish oil? She'll tell me. So Laura Lagos, sassy dietitian. I trust everything she says because she's very smart. She's a real doctor. She's a real doctor. RD. RD.
1: Uh, if you don't get that reference, we know RD does not stand for real you doctor. You cannot go say back yes.
0: Please go back <laughs> and listen to our eating disorder episodes with the real doctor, Natalia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so long
0: ago. Those episodes were so long oh, ago. We need to find them and have them back again.
1: So anyway, most female reproductive hormones are fat soluble. And so that's why I was put on more fish oil. Um, they recommended that I eat, go like switch to a higher fat, lower carb diet, which I already was eating that way. I did not go like full keto, but I just tried to eat more fats. Right.
0: Which, and, by the way, again, this is not a prescription for everyone listening. This is what worked for Claire, right? Well, Please not even find out what works for you.
1: I will never even know if this is what worked because, sure, like, we exactly right. Yeah, it could, all I know, it could be
0: a placebo effect where your mind was or, like, "I'm open to the possibilities in the universe,"
1: <laughs> and not even that, or literally what it could have been. And this was something that um, somebody who we know through the podcast. Who had also experienced multiple back-to-back miscarriages when i started writing about my first one she reached out to me and was like hey listen i went through this i'm now 30 weeks pregnant like it you know they were right i wasn't broken and she was like what my doctor said to me was like sometimes our bodies are just too good at getting pregnant and they accept fertilized eggs that were not optimal and there are a million reasons that they couldn't, that they weren't optimal, and they were, you know, it's like the egg was had a like weird wow, genetic thing. Like, that's
0: interesting. Yeah, and
1: most women or a lot of women would have just not ever gotten pregnant, and it would have just taken them a few more
0: months to get pregnant. Sure. Wow, and, that's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. And
1: instead, our bodies were like, great, let's do this, and yeah. then only then a couple weeks later, were they're like, actually, this actually, is not. Yeah. Something about this is not optimal. Did that feel a little bit of a relief? For you? It did, and yeah. it was like, you know, I can. I can see how that would happen. Like I have always gotten pregnant really easily. Yeah. I know that not every egg is an optimal egg. And but the process
0: of going. But through the process it yeah. doesn't make the process yeah. any less no. shitty. No. But
1: it but like it could have just come down to that. It right. couldn't, you know, it could have been there was nothing else that I was doing or couldn't right. have done. Right. I could have like kept, you know, never taken any of these supplements or seen any of these people. Right. And have this exact same outcome. I will never know. Yeah. But to me, I felt like I needed to do something. And exactly. so I did yeah. everything that I, I could. I think
0: a lot of women can relate to that. Like, I don't, I just can't imagine just being like, well, I guess I'll just have, it's like just being like, sorry, shrug. Right. Go back home and like right. wallow. It's like, no.
1: Right. And like, I am not, I am very much not that type of person. And I think a lot of people, and like, part of me at the time though, was like, man, it's, I'm. I'm glad I'm not that type of person and I know I'm not that type of person but well, just because someone isn't like that like so, just because someone isn't the type of person who's going to go out and spend a lot of extra time and a lot of extra money like tracking down every single lead that they can doesn't mean that they don't want to feel that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. And so like how lucky am I that I have these resources and know all these amazing women, like people that we've met through the podcast.
0: Exactly. And yeah. and
1: not only that, but just because of being a part of this community, this podcast, know and believe very strongly that there is more out there besides just what your doctor tells you. Right. Right. And there like are a we lot of, really
0: are lucky in this position, yeah. yeah.
1: And there are a lot of women out there who don't feel that way or know that or have those resources and are just stuck feeling like there's nothing I can do. I have right. to just live with this. I have to just keep trying. And that to me was like I felt so lucky that I did that. I knew like okay, there there are options available to me, available to me outside of the four walls of my doctor's office, and in fact, options that might even be better and more viable, right? But yeah, I definitely don't take for granted that I knew to do that or thought to do that or wanted to do that, let alone had the resources to do that. Right. I mean, I'm not, I don't have a full-time job right now. I have the money to go out and like spend a hundred bucks the acupuncturist, you know, spend the money on those supplements. Like I know not every woman can do that. Yeah, yeah. So that was what I did. So for like, so then we started trying again right away. And that also is sort of like a point of contention. Some doctors will tell you, wait a couple months for your cycle to like kind of get back on track. Other people will say, as soon as you feel ready to start trying again, start trying again. Once again, I felt like I need to just like the way for me to process this is just to do everything I can. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that meant starting to try again right away. And we did. And I got pregnant again right away. And here we are. Yay. (sighs) So I also know and appreciate that a lot of people go through this sort of thing for a lot longer. And I know like I really, really, really don't take for granted the way that this has turned out for mm-hmm. us and, you know, the fact that it it was a relatively simple solution and maybe in the end we really did just need to keep trying and that is just, you know, what we've been able to do. And I also, again, really don't take for granted that it was very easy for me to get pregnant. I just couldn't stay pregnant. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of women out there who have never had a positive pregnancy test and they've been trying for years. And they're still just being told like, well, just keep trying. Or like, well, your test results are all normal. There's nothing we can do. And I just, I know how frustrating that feels. But I also recognize that I'm very fortunate that I do have switch clocks for ovaries. And, you know, that's not something that a lot of women they don't have that to go off of, mm-hmm, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. But I also want to acknowledge, and this is like the the touchy-feely part of me, it's like you struggled so much emotionally, even in the first, like maybe even now. Of oh, like, yeah, to of this like day. being like, I, like every single day is like a wait and see. It's like a, yep. f- you're like forced in the moment to be like, I'm healthy, yeah. this is going well, okay, right, this I is mean, going well, okay, this is going, like every f- single day. The first like day, the
1: first time that we had our, an ultrasound to, to look for the heartbeat, I... Sat in my car in the parking lot. I, I got, could like
0: for, feel your anxiety oh, was through was the horrible. phone, like through text messages. <laughs> I, was like, I was
1: like texting Joe. I was like, what do I do? I, for some uh, stupid reason, got there like an hour and a half early. It was like, I just had this random amount of time to kill. And it was the worst scenario. You were just like
0: in a parking lot. I was, I was literally like, in a parking lot. Can you walk lot. somewhere? Can you like go a little, like do yeah. some lunges?
1: I was supposed to meet <laughs> Brandon. like Brandon and I were going to go to this appointment together. And we were like, let's meet for lunch first. Little did I know that like he had had, he had been down like a an hour away long story short i ended up by myself in a parking lot for an hour yeah just completely panicking
0: alone like, with your thoughts alone
1: with my thoughts like sobbing hysterically yeah freaking about out. to like, go into
0: an appointment where you're like i'm yeah, scared shitless i'm scared
1: shitless like what if there's not a heartbeat what if there's not a baby and they're like what yeah. like what is that gonna mean and you know i know that so many women have been in that situation and they've gone into that appointment and there hasn't been a heartbeat yeah and i'm i mean when In that appointment, we couldn't hear it, but she could, like, we could see it on the little Mm -hmm. Doppler, not Mm -hmm.
0: Doppler, the little ultrasound radar. The little bing, bing, bing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so I was expecting to hear it, and then I didn't. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she was like, okay, well, there it is. You can see it. And I was like, oh, I have never been so relieved in my life. But then even still, like, we had to go back then still a week later. Right. And, like, every single time. Yeah. I mean, to this day, like, when I go into an appointment, like, I get anxiety that night before, like,
0: yeah. what
1: if I like, go into my room? There's no heartbeat, and like, yeah, and you're
0: having like nightmares. Yeah, or... I'm having
1: like horrible yeah. nightmares almost every night of like, because yeah. two of my miscarriages, like, I woke up covered in blood, like yeah. that's how I miscarried. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And every single time I go to the bathroom, like to this Ugh. day, I'm like, yes, is there so gonna traumatic. be blood? Yes. Yeah, and it's horrible. And yes. so, like, I, 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 while I want to definitely acknowledge, like, some people go through this for longer, mm-hmm. even going through it one time having to experience that feeling of being in your body and just having something. You're like in a... I know. Like it feels like it's just going so wrong and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's horrible. No.
0: Yeah. So So,
1: anyway, I so I am seeing a therapist. Good. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the other thing that I will say. I didn't know that a lot of these resources even existed. But again, the vast majority of places, if like anything in the area where you live is even remotely forward you know if there's a birth center if there's anything mm-hmm, in your area mm-hmm. if there's a birth regional director like anything look for those resources there is a place in boulder called the joy collective and it's like mm-hmm. all about like prenatal and postpartum resources and they have like three or four therapists that work there that like specialize in Pregnancy loss and like postpartum. And, and here's, I mean, like, guys you also remember, I went through like really serious postpartum depression with Miles. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that has a lot of that has come back up of like, am I going to have to deal with that again? And like, so there's just like a lot of feelings. And you guys also know that I don't love feeling my feelings. No. It's not my favorite activity. Not so much. There's just so much going on in there. A lot of feelings. So I've just had to feel a lot of feelings
0: about this. You've <laughs> had to emote.
1: <laughs> I had to emote. And then in the meantime, I've just been like vomiting
0: and emoting God. and. Yeah. So it's been a big Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's so much. But I like Denver has a lot of um oh Claire, you made me cry. Um you didn't make me cry. Just the situation's like so yeah. heavy. It's a lot. It's a lot for you like you to deal with and to take on. Um but uh Denver has a lot of uh resources and i see like i can't remember the place um near old jay oh the mama um, hood mama hood yeah mm-hmm. like there's a lot of places um in your area i'm sure if you google it like claire said that have these like everything is in one place to support yeah either.
1: anything like if you don't know where to start and try by looking up like places that offer prenatal yoga, anything like that. A lot mm-hmm. of times those are connected to centers. Or get connected with your birth fit people. Yeah. Like just talk or to Or just them. go to your OB and say like, listen, I'm going through this and I know that you don't think this is a big deal, but like yeah. who can I see? Yeah. Who, you know, what therapist is out there or, you know, so who specializes in this? And I have found that it is helpful to have. So the therapist that I see also is a doula. Mm-hmm. And I have found that it is really helpful to have someone who specializes in that because I do think that working with working in like sort of the birth world and mm-hmm. with fertility and pregnancy
0: you're just plugged in more to the resources more, that you need and
1: and not only that but like it is a really specific experience to go through and mm-hmm. i think that it's different from a lot of different kinds of losses because and this was the other thing too is like it felt like such a gray area where it was like on the one hand like the actual thing that was lost was like this little weird ball of cells like you know, this is common, like it happens, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I I was always exactly at six weeks. I always miscarried completely on my own. Like the actual experience that I was going through, it was like, you know, at the end of the day, this could just be a late period. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A really, really crampy late period. But what you also lose is like, this future that you've already started imagining
0: you're planning right you're planning
1: and you how you're excited and like it represents all these things and it represents all these things for like you as a woman to like you're pregnant and you're gonna like you know go on to this next phase and so you lose that and so you're like on this one hand you're trying to rationalize it of like i was so early like what you it know, doesn't like, matter
0: being pregnant you you're it's a life like you're immediately thinking right. of a life there's potential a, completely you're and I thinking think, like forever
1: right and I think that's what I mean by like it helps to talk to people who I think have talked to a lot of women who have gone through that or have gone through it themselves because it is like mm-hmm. you're fine. pretty um pretty specific in that there's just so much that's wrapped up in it mm-hmm. that's my story
0: well i feel like this is a lot for it it will help a lot of people listening to that i know i mean whenever you post something about this we get such Mm -hmm. a huge response which lets us know that this is something that people really need to hear yeah even today you're not alone and that this is something that if you're struggling with and you don't have anyone to talk to like send us an email. I mean, not that we can like, you know, be your therapist, but just to know, like, if you want to touch base with us and have us like, give you some advice of Claire, give you options of like where you, where to go.
1: I think like I, one of the reasons that I've been so open about this, especially the first post that I made, it was like, it wasn't just about knowing that like, Hey, I want to put this out there, but it came from a place of like me also feeling alone of like, even though, you know, because we don't really talk about it. And so maybe there's a couple other people in your life who know what you're going through. Right. Chances are that they have not gone through it themselves and they are not in your body in this moment. Mm-mm. So like with Brandon, even though Brandon is like, has extreme emotional so intelligence for a man, emotional. I would say. emotional, yeah. Not to diss men out there, but like he's really tapped into like what I'm feeling all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's very emotional, very, very sensitive, has a background in mental health. Like yeah. he was trying, you know, doing everything he could to be so supportive But at the end of the day, I still felt just so alone because I was like, no one else knows what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. No one else is having to be in my body right now and feel what I'm feeling physically and emotionally. And it just felt so isolating. And I didn't feel like I knew any friends who I could text or email and be like, hey, I know you went through this. Like, all I need for you is to tell me that it, this is shitty mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And like, you need to see someone else who's gone through it. Yeah. And like, come out the other side. Yeah. Completely.
1: In one way or another. I mean, whether they came out the other side and they were never able to get pregnant again and they adopted or they had a surrogate or they just don't have kids right, or whatever, it, or they went through it and then they came out the other side. And got pregnant again, and had a baby, and etc. Mm-hmm. Just to see that, like, no matter what the outcome is, you
0: live through it. Mm-hmm. And and that's another thing. Of, it's different from people who are supportive, yeah, versus people who've gone through exactly. It. And that's why it's like husband support and friend support is different than peer support. Like, yeah. and by peer, I mean like people who exactly know what you're going through, right? So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not that he was doing anything wrong. No, it's not just at like all. it's just like your support is 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 one little piece of the pie that I need right now. Right, like I, I need, need like eighty percent of be supportive. I need, a, I need, need like eighty percent of pie right now of people right. who like know well, exactly what I'm going
1: through. And then even like a month later, when I so I posted that about a month after I'd had my miscarriage, and yeah. even at that point, like I posted it, and he was like, "I had no idea you were still dealing with this." And for me, it was like, of course I'm still dealing with this. Like, this is going to be something I think about my whole right, life. Right. And for him, he was like, well, it, you know, it happened and it's over. Right. And I think that, you know, like when something happens like this in your body and like you really viscerally live through it, like that, you carry that with you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's similar to like when I talk about postpartum depression, like that door was opened mm-hmm. and it's never going to close again. Like mm-hmm. I now know, like once you have that, experience and those emotions and those feelings or the utter lack of emotions and feelings it's like you you know you can't un-ring, unring a bell right and it's the same thing but for people who don't go through it like for him it was like it happened and it's over mm-hmm. so yeah so all that to say if you are going through this it sucks it sucks it sucks yeah and if you want to email me and tell me how much it sucks, I will email you back and agree with you. I agree
0: with you. <laughs> because yeah. it's really, really sucks. I mean, I do. If, even if it's like a DM on Instagram, yeah. like I've seen Claire um, respond to people on there and emails of just being like, this is something that requires a lot of support of people who know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. So please reach out and, um, or just reach out to someone that you feel comfortable talking to. It doesn't have to be us necessarily, but we're here for you totally. if you need that. Um, yeah. I feel like switching gears right now is like a horrible shift. So, we just, like, so do big, we want to like,
1: take collective uh, breath?
0: A deep breath. This is really funny. Brandon, why is Brandon, Brandon texts me when we're He's on. He's
1: texting you? He didn't text me.
0: Um, He says, why are half the texts I send you are while you're recording? <laughs> And he just sent me a podcast he's listening to, which you is so cute. You and
1: back and be so, like, we were just wondering the I same think
0: thing. it's so weird. It's like <laughs> right on cue at the perfect point that we needed a little bit of a right turn. Yeah. Brandon um, just delivers. Brandon just to t- to the rescue. He uh, texted me on Saturday and he said, I'm stealing a page from your playbook. I hope he's, I'm sure he's fine with it. <laughs> he's like, I got up early and I'm listening to podcasts, sipping coffee and making bacon. I'm so, it's so good. Oh Why gosh. haven't I been doing this the whole time? And I was like, it's really the only way to start the day. That's so funny. He's saying that on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, Saturday morning. What were you doing? <laughs> I was sleeping probably. I was probably. And he was making bacon. I will
1: also say, I have to give Brandon a big shout out for because to brandon i have been so sick he, and we've been potty training
0: yeah
1: and the time i went to the er actually was because i like had to interact with one of miles's poops and it just like sent me over the edge oh no oh no and oh so i it was no. like the day before and he like had,
0: nausea just
1: it was horrible i mean like oh, if i'm in the Claire. same room with him and he poops i gag yeah your senses it's so, are just so i mean it's so, so yeah like oh. your sense of smell is heightened so we've been potty training and brandon has done all of it when it comes oh, to poop. Oh
0: my god! He gets up
1: with him every single morning because Miles, since he was an infant, the first thing he does in the morning is he poops. Yeah. And so he gets up, with, Miles gets up in the morning, he comes in, he says, mama, I have to go potty and Brandon, and
0: you're like, oh. and I'm like,
1: daddy will be right there.
0: Oh my gosh. What a saint. Yeah.
1: And he has cooked all of our food on our cook stove outside. Cause the smells. Cause I can't smell things. Yeah. yeah. I had to like replace all of the soap in our house with unscented soap. Like, wow. Like, yeah. it makes you ill. It makes me... The mixture of smells, I cannot yes. handle. Is
0: there anything in here I need to change? No, you're fine. Okay, good. You're good. I won't like... But, cannabis. like, I
1: walked into the gym and Haven, like, two hours ago. had, like, preheated something in the microwave. And I was like, what does that smell? Oh. I was like, oh, I had to go into 7-Eleven today. Ooh. It was smelled so bad.
0: I just remember like we couldn't talk about your pregnancy yet on the podcast. Yeah. But it was a while ago when I mentioned some type Oh, of you were food. talking
1: about your dad yes. making that the smoothie. Pork smoothie. And I was like, the pork yeah. smoothie. And I remember Claire <laughs> after we got afterwards, him, I was like, I really wish you
0: hadn't told that story <laughs> about
1: the smoothie. Oh, so bad.
0: I just remember Claire was like oh I was about to gag so yeah. bad like just even imagining Yes, yeah, not so, good not good not good let's not um, talk about so that so he's been great he cooks all of
1: our food on our camp stove outside because Price it like, doesn't smell and like yeah. and every morning and I can eat eggs but only if they have bacon with them I can't just eat straight eggs I have to eat them with bacon
0: wow I don't know that's I mean just specific stuff specific stuff are you so having he, cravings like things that you're like I need this right no, now no no because you're sick because I'm sick <laughs>
1: And so there's nothing that I crave. Ugh. There are things I can tolerate. Yeah. And every once in a while, there's been like maybe one or two things. Like the one thing that I really like is veggie sushi. Huh. It's like cucumber right. avocado rolls. That sounds delicious. It's just like yeah. rice and avocado and cucumber. Right. So it's really straightforward. I Probably do like, like that. Simple to digest. So simple to yeah. digest. And it, but it tastes like fresh. Sure. Which is nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Apple Simple Cider. Simple Mills crackers. Other, yeah, Simple Mills crackers. <laughs> uh, Jill's crackers with cream cheese. Nancy's mm-hmm. cream cheese
0: specifically. And Apple Cider Donuts. Where do you get those? The Whole Foods. Apple Cider Donuts? Yeah. That's so funny. You were really craving carbs at the beginning too. Yeah. I remember you are like, this is just going to be all... I'm on an all-carb diet. I'm on
1: an all-carb diet, guys. I really am. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like... Part of me is like, man, I know this is not healthy to like be eating Mm -hmm. the second bowl of pasta. And the other part of me is like, I don't care. I don't really care. I haven't had any calories all week. (laughs) But there have definitely been points where I'm like, I just ate 900 calories of cream cheese. And and I'm so excited about it. So
0: fine with that. (laughs) Tell me about the bread you made.
1: Oh, it was okay. So we decided to make a sourdough
0: starter. And what inspired you to do that?
1: That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, I remember. It was, um, there's an... You know how, like, the only stuff I watch on Netflix is food documentaries? Yes.
0: <laughs> Which is interesting now that you're, like, you can't really tolerate food. You can watch no, food? No, yeah, I can watch food. It's, okay. just, it's really the
1: smell okay. that is the problem. And, like, right. at any given moment, I feel like I just dry swallowed a pill. Like, that's the feeling I have in my throat. Like I Katie just Heron. dry swallowed <laughs> a big pill. But, like, yeah. nausea. Mm-hmm. Nausea, not, uh-huh. like, emotions. And, uh... So I can watch it, and I what love if having
0: this baby. All of a sudden, you just like turn on the waterworks, like every two seconds. Oh my gosh! I just—I <laughs> mean, that would be the you know, because when
1: I had Miles, I like didn't have any feelings. For, yeah, like, <laughs> eh. <laughs> the opposite direction. I didn't mean
0: to laugh at that. It's just like you know what I mean. Like it's <laughs> I, not funny. But I
1: was suicidal. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> not funny. Not at funny. All. No, no, no. That's no, uh, no, right. No, we no, could, no. we got to laugh to keep from crying.
1: Yeah. Um, but the point of the story is that we watched this um, Michael Pollan directory directory, documentary documentary Mm -hmm. on Netflix called Cooked. Okay. You love Michael Pollan. I love Michael Pollan. Yeah. And there's like four or five episodes and they're all based on the elements. So like one is water and it's all based on like slow cooked meals like stews and curries and things like that. And it really talks about like our shift as a world society into fast food and like what we've lost in terms of all our culture and things by making food a commodity and none of us cook anymore and like what have we lost hmm. by removing that, that from our communities and, yeah. and then this the next episode was air and it focused on bread making and fermentation and it talked about how um with the like factorization what's i'm looking for sure um like standardization of like making bread like in factories um and it started with wonder bread and everything we no longer use real yeast. We use like quick yeast. Mm -hmm. Whereas up until our grandparents' generation, every dough was a sourdough because all that means is that you're using actual natural yeast that you have like cultivated over time. And it takes about a week to make your own yeast known as as a sourdough starter. And literally you just put flour and water in a jar out on your counter and like cover it with a paper towel and like stir it and add a little bit of extra flour and water every day for a week and it turns into yeast because there's naturally occurring yeast in the air in the air and it just wow and that's how you're supposed to make bread
0: and fascinating the
1: fda like definition of bread originally because they have to you know in order they have to define everything sure was just like flour water salt that was it Mm -hmm. and now bread can have up to like, I think I want to say it was like 37 ingredients. Oh, that's so sad. And they were saying, you know, Michael Pollan was saying, you have this new generation coming up of people who are supposedly gluten intolerant. And he's like, you know, don't get me wrong. Celiac disease is a real thing, but you also have these people who say they're gluten intolerant. And I definitely would count myself among those people. Like if I eat a bunch of just like white bread, I feel like crap. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but how if, you know, if half the population really is quote unquote gluten intolerant, how is it that our society has used bread as our staple food for thousands of years and been just fine? He's like, I bet if you were to take your gluten intolerant friends to this bakery where this guy has you know, been baking bread this way for 200 years, this artisan bakery, they would be able to eat it just fine. It's like, it's probably what they are reacting to is that when you don't use real yeast and that fermentation process doesn't occur like the fermentation and the slow rise and all that kind of stuff is what breaks down the grains so that your body can actually digest them. Right. Got it. Versus like the fast acting stuff where you're trying to digest partially processed grains. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so that encouraged us or that inspired us to make sourdough starter. That's amazing. We made our first loaf. It did not turn out great. I think the dough was too dense. Mm-hmm. Paul and Mary would not approve. Well, it it's a bad fine. bake. It's a bad bake. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was, uh, was
0: underproof. It, scr- <clears throat> it was not scrummy.
1: It was scrummy. It was raw. You po- you know he poked it like through the Oh yeah, middle. you know how he like puts yeah. his
0: finger in it? Yeah. But on
1: the bright side, guys, since there were, weren't any eggs or anything in it, it was just literally water, flour, water flour, salt. water oh my salt. It didn't matter. And it was warm so we just put butter all over it and it was delicious and it was delicious because everything's good with melted butter on it oh my gosh yeah did miles like it yes he did he thought it and he thought it was very fun that we like made this bread oh of course Yeah. yeah so we're gonna try we're gonna keep trying and like once you have a sourdough starter um, I have a friend who worked at a bakery in Jackson, Wyoming. Their sourdough starter was 125 years old. Shut up! Like you can keep it, you can give it to your friends, is you it can like divide a it. Is it. Scoby for kombucha. It's, it's exactly like, like that. It's exactly shut like a scoby. A scoby and a starter are the same exact thing, just with a slightly different base. That is
0: amazing. Yep. Wow, science, you guys. Science. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love how Michael Pollan's like doing this back to basics thing too. Uh, and he, in his new book, uh, I can't remember the name of it. He talks a lot about microdosing and psychedelics which kind of made me be like okay are you going to become one of those guys but just the way he's like breaking things down to like make you think of it differently so it's cooked is the new yeah it's the netflix thing yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have to like
1: michael Pollan, which i know some people don't Mm. but if you do you will like this how could you not like him i don't know yeah i like him Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: so what else is new (laughs) so uh really quick we only have a few minutes left but Um, I will just end with, I made it through Pearl Jam without leaving. Yeah. It was really exciting. And Dave
1: Castro wrote you back on Instagram stories. Dave Castro. Which might be the highlight of that concert. It
0: really was. I, okay. So I went to Chicago. For those of you who don't know the backstory, the real quick version is five years ago. We went to see Pearl Jam. First of all. Yeah. Start
1: from the beginning. Start from the beginning.
0: I married a Pearl Jam fan. (laughs) I married a Pearl Jam fan club member. I'm not kidding. He has a Pearl Jam fan club number amazing and um so he's a huge fan and the reason he likes pearl jam everyone's kind of like why does he like pearl jam so much he loves bands that have a cause and have evolution and have like meaning behind them right they stand for something so Scott scott is a jesuit educated boy he Is working for social justice always he's always looking for giving back like he's just it's in his blood right he's always looking for ways to give back to the world and that's what he does in in his job so he connects really well with like music and artists and people who do that and so Pearl Jam kind of was like the cream of the crop for this type of movement in music and they're also really creative and original etc so anytime they do shows they're always doing benefits they're always doing fundraisers they're always involved in something that's giving back to the world um so this is kind of like why he's followed their career and why they're still relevant because they're just like they have this cult following and when i was first dating scott i'm like is pearl down still around
1: <laughs> yeah is that guys is that a band
0: oh they are oh, they and are. they have an insane fan base like it's insane um, so anyway, so five years ago, we saw him at Wrigley Field. Scott grew up, um, in, uh, gosh, um, uh, I'm totally Chicago? From, near, near Chicago. Okay. Whatever. And so he, Dunlap, Dunlap. And so he, um,
1: it was like a big deal for him to like bring these two big things deal together.
0: to bring these two things together. Grew up going to Wrigley Field with his dad. Da, 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 da. So five years ago, we go to the show and they had a rain delay because Midwest in the summer is like crazy weather. Um, Had a rain delay and they pushed everyone. So if you're at Wrigley, if you know Wrigley Field, or if you know like any sports venue, and they push everyone into the breezeways, Mm -hmm. how many thousands of people are in the breezeways? Oh, and you had to leave.
1: That's right. I remember the story.
0: We were pushed in the breezeways, and all I could think was like, "I'm trapped. I'm trapped here. They're not going to go on for another hour, and I have to sit here for." I freaked out. I freaked out, and I left. And Scott was like really disappointed. We got in a huge fight, and it was like horrible, right? And so. This was like, we call it like the... the re- you had
1: like a legit anxiety attack. About I it. was
0: panicking. I yeah. was like, there's no way I'm staying here to watch them play. Yeah, And I'm going to be stuck here all night. Cabs are going to be impossible to get right. when they're done at 4 a.m. Like I just could see the trajectory of right. how this you, night was going to play which out. Which
1: is sort of a thing <laughs> that you do.
0: 100%. Yeah. I was like, this is not going to end well. So I left. I took the train home by myself and probably like sketchy neighborhood. I didn't care. I was like, I'm getting out of here. So this was like the redemption tour. Where Scott's like, let's try it again. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And it like meant a lot to him because I think part of me is like, why do you care that I have such a good experience at Wrigley Field? Like, right, but he why wants to share it with you. He wants to share it with me yeah. so bad. And he loves doing stuff like this. Loves it, loves it, loves it. So I have to like, He's like an experienced guy. 100%. Which is me.
1: ironic because he's like a, a stuff giver, but, but like an experienced haver. Loves to plan things. Yes. Like
0: I can't tell you how many times if you say oh Brandon and Scott are like are, <laughs> Brandon and Claire are coming over like so let's say you lived out of town yeah they're gonna have to stay for those uh, with us for the weekend he'd be like is there a Nuggets game is there uh you know whatever right. game is there like he would be planning events to do is there a concert we could go see yeah. like he just loves that shit and so he really wanted to share this experience it's our 10-year wedding or anniversary in September all these things were kind of aligning. So we went and uh, Scott, the whole time I think he was nervous. He's like, are you nervous about tonight? I'm like, no, I'm going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Like it's right. going to be, we checked the you weather like, ahead of time. Stop,
1: asking. You're, stop making, asking, you're making me nervous.
0: I, yes, I was like, you were making it worse by focusing on Yeah. So <laughs> now the pressure's on me to behave. Right.
1: And so <laughs> now you're just like getting worked up because now there's pressure on you. Yeah. Come on, Scott, do you Come know on. Joy at all? do you not
0: know me? <laughs> Like, this is... You just your, gotta be cool all the time. You just have to be cool. <laughs> That's so funny. And so, yeah. So, we made it. I, I will not lie. The first half was really scary because we got in GA and I thought for sure we were, like, just kind of sitting against the back railing. Yeah. Um. I was like, oh, there's no one. not going to be anyone back here. Um. No. It was packed to the very rails where oh we were gosh. just, like like, sardines. So, at the first half, we're like, okay, this is not going to work. And so, we kind of had to move a little bit. We found a spot where, like, People weren't like crazy and it was a great time and I had a lovely time and I made it and the whole time, you know what? I actually thought so much of the listeners when I was there because I was like, I have to do this. I can do this. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's like cheering me on and it was so cute to see everyone's messages and like, you can do this um, and doing Insta, <laughs> Insta stories helped. Yes. And then, so at one point I was like, I'm just going to tag Dave Castro it's been because it's been a while and he wrote back, I love PJ. And I was like. I see you, Dave.
1: I, I see, see you. you. It's be- It has begun. It has. We're begun. having a conversation now. So we.
0: You know how I told Claire, I was like, the athletes start training now for the 2019 season. We start training now for, for Dave the Castro. Dave Castro interactions yes. of 2019. So I
1: can't wait for them to announce the open announcement locations already because yeah. we have to go. We're to gonna one.
0: go. And we're gonna just, you know, we we'll just bring. You know what newborn. I want to be? I want to be like his uh, entourage. Entourage, but like you know how like WWE have like people like hold their capes. Like Dave Castro can hold a cape. You want to be like a sign girl? Kind of, but not like that right. cheesy. What could we do for him? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't hold know. The, hold the limbo stick. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jella's hair for <laughs> him.
1: <laughs> we got we got a campaign for the limbo hard
0: this year. This could be you the know year. Had a unicycle. Did you see that? no what when? you didn't see the unicycle At the open no on insta stories no he was doing a unicycle oh my gosh yeah i was like they knew this day would come oh my gosh yeah so crazy they were like in someone's yard doing a unicycle oh, man Yeah. anytime dave it's does gonna, anything everyone's like is this a clue mm-hmm. this well a it clue. is it's yeah. always a clue he's eating broccoli we're yeah like, is, this a, is this a clue <laughs> he's eating broccoli He Mm. likes wine. I saw that. Is this a clue? Yeah. We're going to have to bathe in wine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wine drinking. Crush some grapes. Yes. They're
1: going to do like that. (laughs) Have them all stand in like a big wooden vat and just crush, like whoever can crush, like, you know. Whoever can
0: make the most wine from Mario Alvarez's vineyard.
1: (laughs) Right. Just like, oh, sweaty feet though. And then drink it. That's the thing though. Then at the end you have to drink it. Oh my god. Like that episode of I Love Lucy? Totally. <laughs> oh. I hope that's what you guys were all envisioning. Because I was I envisioning like Sam was, Dancer in mm, like a little
0: bonnet. Yeah, a little bonnet. Yeah, holding like up holding a up, skirt. up his skirts.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, those little painted toenails.
0: And then I want the one where they stuff chocolates in their mouth. That, Maybe they should yeah. do that. They totally should do that. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. the one where you have to stuff marshmallows in and then you have to say Chubby something? Benny. Chubby! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why is that so? We could do that at camp. So
0: we are absolutely doing it at camp. By the oh. way, you missed your purchase. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you I
1: don't know why we're talking about it because you can't sign up anymore. But we're, we are we're coming, we're so excited. Yeah,
0: thank you guys so much for signing up. And there's up. more things
1: in the future. Yeah, we we're have already some trips. planning trips for twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the second half of twenty nineteen because mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to take care of a tiny human. Yep. But keep an eye out. Trips we will let you know works. trips are being planned. We will be better this time about telling you when things will go on sale.
0: Absolutely. So you do not miss out on these trips because it's going to be fun. So it'll be, yeah, end of like, like not fall, but we're aiming towards the second half of 2019.
1: Yeah, it'll probably be like late summer, early fall 2019.
0: But uh, so when you're hearing this, actually, yeah, it'll be the week before we go to Camp Timeout. So we are going to be recording one more episode before Camp Timeout, and then we're going to do a live episode at Camp Timeout live slash with people at camp timeout and then mm-hmm. we'll release it that following week Yep, we have a lot of guests that we're uh, lining up in the fall um if you have any guest suggestions or people that you want to see on the show send us an email or if you have Side emails me.
1: actually let me caveat that what especially if you actually know how to get in yes, touch, in with, touch them. with them
0: yeah <clears throat> because
1: while we would all love for us to interview Annie and Katrin (laughs) and Elizabeth Akinwale, who we have had so many like recommendations for all these
0: people, like we love them. Introductions go a long way. If you know someone who knows them, that helps, helps a lot. Um, and yes, I was going to say something else, but it's like, we'll just leave it at that. So if you have connections, that would be, Fantastic. Always so, fantastic. Um, like, we
1: got hooked up with Margot because, mm-hmm. like,
0: Brandon's coworker knew her. Right. And now we're like best friends. Best friends. Best friends forever. BFFs. BFFs. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Again, you can support the podcast and go to unpluggedfloatessentials.com. The discount code GGW. That's a great way to support the podcast. And also relax. Just chillax. You guys, the holidays are going to be here before we oh, know it. don't even
1: say that. I'm Not sorry. Labor Day. It's the, fa- it's the yeah, truth. I went to party. Uh, it's the
0: truth. Party land or whatever. They already had Halloween costumes. So please calm down and get yourself some <laughs> unplugged float essentials. Um, I promise it works. I sleep like a baby every time I take a bath with their products. And you know what I do? Just a little, just a little pro tip from a pro tip bather, if you may, if I may, is uh, sometimes I get the water a little too hot, and so sometimes when you're like sitting in the bath and you just start to sweat and yeah. it's like okay, it's like, too much, but kinda, you don't want to get kinda out just yet. I wrap a towel around myself and I sit. Actually, I don't know if everyone's bath is set up this way. <laughs> But if you can dr- if you can just soak your feet and like sit on the edge of the tub. Oh yeah. Um, I have like a drop tub, so it's like anyway, it's like built into the ground. But if you can sit on the edge of your tub and just soak your feet and then like mm. cool down for a little bit and then get back in and I watch my iPad and it's great and I sit in there for like an hour. You're like miles. I you mean, like to watch the, iPads in the bathroom. Not too. everyone has that much time on their hands, no, but I do. Th- <laughs>
1: I know. If you too are a, a- Uh, almost 41 uh, uh,
0: by the way we need to start planning my birthday I know
1: if you too are in your 40s have no kids have a husband who travels 3 to 5 nights a week a lot
0: of time to just sit in a bath (laughs) sit in a bath and contemplate my life but if
1: if you like me are someone who only experiences bath time with your toddler (laughs) CBD is maybe not the answer I don't know though it could really chill it your really toddler out ch-
0: it could chill them you,
1: I, this is not a recommendation
0: no 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 do not <laughs> put your toddler so in a cbd again. bath Hate male. Oh gosh. <laughs> but, we put, live in colorado but it's really fine. if you want to
1: try it and let us know how it goes i'm curious we won't be judging you we won't judge you we, we live will. in colorado everything is legal here That's true it's totally fine <laughs> and cbd is legal everywhere yes it is yeah
0: <laughs> don't do drugs don't do drugs don't vape
1: <laughs> uh, okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. She baked now.